Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us now. Let's get started. Tara is a nutritional therapist who is specifically helping women approaching perimenopause to feel their best and glow through it. She studied at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in Bristol, and she's absolutely passionate about helping people, helping women specifically, through having a cleaner diet, a healthy lifestyle, and exercise and reducing the toxic load through cleaner products. Welcome, Sara. Hello. Thank you for having Hi. me. Yes, a pleasure. I'm very excited about this uh, topic because I work with a lot of women and very frequently this topic comes. So I can't wait to start shooting my uh, questions and I can't wait to share it with them. I love sharing this stuff. It's great. Mm -hmm, perfect. So you are a, a nutritional therapist. What does this mean exactly? So a nutritional therapist um, is all about looking at the root cause of problems and what is happening, what is going on in the body. So um, it's a practice of encouraging optimal health, and we can do this through nutrition. So food and um, through supplementation to plug any gaps that might be found through testing. So functional testing. There are all sorts of private tests that you can do to find out what kind of um, <clears throat> nutrients you're deficient in. I'm a really big fan of these. Then there are lifestyle changes too. Um, these are looked at to improve your overall health. And for instance, a good comparison is where, where a doctor might give you, um, you might go to a doctor and you might say, I have acid reflux, and they will give you a tablet for that. Yeah. A nutritional therapist instead will work like a detective and ask, you know, why do you have acid reflux? What is going on in the body for this to happen? Something is not working as it should. Let's get to the root cause and fix it. Because our body is extremely intelligent and it knows what to do. People, you know, our bodies are not working against us. They are making things, some, but we, are sorry, are making things sometimes very tough for our bodies by chucking all this stuff at it. So we need to work in tune with our bodies. And that is what nutritional therapy is all about. That makes sense. I wish I had met you long ago. <laughs> when I... <laughs> Never too late. Yeah. That's right. Um, mm. I had I became gluten free overnight, and I went to the NHS. It took me two years to have an endoscopy and a colonoscopy done just to get the results, which said you're good to go. You have nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, classic. That's right. The the as much. What I, what I could get, though, was a bunch of antibiotics, which made me more sick. Well, they will always give you antibiotics. Yeah, they're like sweets. Right. Never any problems with those. <laughs> I'm curious to know your story, Tara. I mean, how did you end up working in this field? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I used to be a chef, and I really, really loved it. But I did not want to do it forever. And... I'd always eaten well and looked after my health, at least from my late 30s. Um, I don't know if you can believe it, but I had quite a wild time drinking and smoking, if you can believe that, especially mm. in the university and all the way through my 20s and my 30s, actually. 
And um, in 2019, I started a network marketing business with health and wellness products. And that's when I became started to become really interested in nutrition. And then when the pandemic hit, my cooking business stopped overnight. Um, and I started, but I had already started this other business. So I'd started learning lots about nutrition through that. So I decided to retrain to be a nutritional therapist. Um, and having been, been through the menopause myself, I really wanted to help other women. So I set up the Glow Regime, which is my company, to help women in their 40s and 50s and beyond just to deal with the lead up and the fallout of menopause. That sounds amazing, uh, Dara. So many of our clients talk about this topic and they really need uh, what you what you do. Uh, yeah. And also talking about drinking and smoking, so many of our clients use that as a coping mechanism to numb the pain, to get yeah. distracted when it's not working right yes yes it's a big <laughs> so i would like to know understand exactly what is perimenopause and what is menopause and what is the difference between the two of them because some people may be wondering you know uh, not all women have uh, have reached that state so yeah. what's the difference so people use the term menopause generically but basically perimenopause happens when a woman's cycle starts to change and this usually begins around mid 40s and it can <clears throat> excuse me it can last anything from a year or so to 10 years it's a really long process it's like a reverse puberty if you like puberty in reverse but menopause itself it's only one day and that is the day that it is one year since your last period and then postmenopause is the rest of your life Wow, that's super yeah. fascinating. One day the menopause. One day. And everyone talks about the menopause like like for like this is what they have every day and for the rest of their <laughs> lives. And it's just one day. Just one day, yeah. So I am postmenopausal. So my um my period started to change and I I had an app actually, which I think is a really good idea. And you put in when your period is and you know how long your cycle is, and you can kind of keep a track. And then when it all, it all starts to completely change, it goes haywire, then you can look and then you can have a little, you can have a sort of celebration. <laughs> it is definitely, and in my case, I had a coil fitted. So I, I needed to know because um, I wanted to take it out because it had been there for a certain amount of time. But I didn't want to take it out and then have a nasty surprise at 49. You know. understand. So I knew exactly the day. Wow, you were tracking every detail. <laughs> I was tracking it, yeah. That's good. Mm. So I'm more interested about the symptoms. So what are the, the most common symptoms and also some of the more unexpected symptoms of perimenopause? Right, so obviously the most obvious symptom of perimenopause is a change in your periods. So missing periods, periods mm -hmm. getting heavier, periods getting lighter period stopping and starting again but then there's um brain fog forgetfulness uh, you know someone really well and you just cannot remember their name it's ridiculous um uh -huh. joint pains like lower back pain our digestion is massively impacted because it slows down and um, our body makes less stomach acid which is what we need for the chemical digestion of food so this can lead to bloating and other digestive issues um Less known symptoms are things like itchy ears, bizarre, um, frozen shoulder. This is one that I experienced, which was horrendous. But that's a very common 
menopausal symptom because estrogen is an anti-inflammatory and when that drops off that can happen um there are actually hundreds of symptoms of menopause the thing about menopause is that it, it affects we have 11 systems in the body and, and yeah. affects all 11 systems so there's nothing really that gets away without some sort of challenge mm, i see wow um so talking about challenges, what are the main challenges that women have when it comes to menopause? And, and a very important question related to this, how does that affect the romantic relationships? Because men don't have a clue about this, right? So yeah. how does it affect them? God, where do you want to start? I mean, when a woman goes through perimenopause, she starts to experience changes but these can be confused with other conditions like thyroid disorders so um you have weight gain fatigue dry skin poor sleep low energy there are other symptoms of menopause and of thyroid and there are other symptoms of symptoms of gut but also of menopause that can be really confusing and in the past and even now actually women didn't always know that they were going through this and they'd mistake their symptoms for something else like maybe depression because they'd gone off sex for instance um you know, thankfully, these days, there is much more menopause awareness and women are much better prepared to deal with the changes, basically. But I think knowledge is a really big part of it. When you don't know, you know, why you're having certain symptoms, it can be really distressing. And it can actually feel like it's making them worse. That makes sense, definitely. Clarity, clarity is, is key, right? Exactly. And you feel kind of hopeless, you know, like, oh my God, what the hell is going on with me? I don't understand. You go to the doctor, they just say, oh, you're depressed. Have some antidepressants. That yes. A lot. That's right. Mm. So women normally complain about uh, men, well, their partners not understanding them, how they're feeling, what they're going through. And on the other hand, we know that men love uh, achieving things, doing things purposefully, intentionally, getting um, something done, an outcome. So what would be the main benefit for men supporting their partners and how best could they do it? Well, and that's a really, really good question. I'd say understanding quite simply, and that can save a relationship. And, you know, a happy wife is a happy life, don't they say? It's time for men, though, to get interested and not just say, oh, that thing that's going on down there. I mean, that's really old fashioned, but the classic, you know, and I am 53, so, I, you know, <laughs> older, but the classic used to be, oh, you know, my wife doesn't understand me. And I've known older men who said, oh, she just completely changed overnight. You know, and you think, oh, no, no shit, you know, excuse my language. It's really laughable now, but actually that's the way it used to be. Um you know, obviously, you know that communication in a relationship is everything, but particularly at this time, because it's also a time that coincides with parents becoming elderly and maybe dying and all the sad men, as I call it, that goes with that. And um, children doing exams or if they're a bit older, leaving home to go to university, maybe. That's so true. Yeah. Either way, there's this whole empty nest saga to yeah. deal with as well. There's just so much going on. Wow, that's right. A lot of loss I'm hearing. Loss of your period, loss of your parents, maybe loss of your children, leaving loss of your identity. You know, you can lose, you can feel like you're losing your identity. And a man really needs to understand what his wife is going through because it can be a really alienating time as a woman. I'm you kind of start to lose your edge. I really remember this. I just didn't feel as clever and sharp as I used to. 
And, you know, I'd be really interested to hear what sort of experiences you've heard about in your business with the couples that you coach. Yes, that's right. Sure. Yeah, we can talk more about this for sure. The main one is is under, not feeling understood and the partners wanting sex and they just going through through yeah. this challenge, you know, and also, as you said, is the lack of clarity or understanding of what is going yeah. on in my body. I mean, I'm not coping, I'm not performing as I was in in different levels, you know, and yeah. definitely, so that, that's, that's already challenging in itself. Yeah. yeah, but to be honest, this is the same story in other uh, situations. Some women go through certain procedures like removing their, you know, the endometriosis and stuff like that, mm. and, and their partners still want sex. Yeah, because it's very logic, you know, like, hello, your woman is just going through this. Uh, yeah. So, I'm just so I mean, men are so kind of basic, they're so. They're just very basic. Not to say all oh, men are this or men are that, but they just yeah. completely differently. Yeah, it's something are quite lovely and sensitive and some as well as logic. But some some other men really need to develop some emotional connection and sensitivity. They're just logical and uh, logical uh, human beings. And that's really great. However, if you want to have a romantic relationship, your partner is gonna bring a lot of sensitivity. So that is gonna be a gift for you to embrace, or this is not gonna work. So yeah. Yeah, so the same thing when people are, have children, more of the same. I mean, the body goes through so many changes, right? Yeah. And anyways, yeah. that's another podcast. <laughs> I got another question, very related to this, Tara. What is the best sexual practice for women in menopause? Well, that is a tough one because it can vary, you know, so much from woman to woman. Many mm -hmm. they just get straight onto HRT, and I don't agree with HRT per se, but it's not something that I've ever wanted to try myself. Can so you describe that, Tara, please, for some people who don't know what HRT is? Oh, hormone replacement so hormone replacement therapy. So your, you know, your hormones go go way down, and you're replacing them basically. That's what uh -huh. that. And there's so that is a massive, massive subject, but. Um, there's lots and lots you can do naturally to support your body and your sex life at this time. So it's you can do other things than just penetrative sex in the bedroom, for instance, or wherever. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But in, like I said, in menopause, because the drop of estrogen, the lining of the vagina becomes really thin, and sometimes sex can be just so painful. It's like as a red hot poker. It's not about just about lubrication either, because that's easily fixed, you know. And there are mm -hmm. some natural lubricants out there but um i swear by aloe vera gel just in case anyone's interested <laughs> and i've also discovered sea buckthorn that's um omega-7 and that's very very good for helping with painful sex and then herb wise shatavari that's also a great herb to take for low libido and then of course like we said women need to feel heard and cherished in order to want to have sex in the first place um mm. yeah there's just so much we could just talk about this all day it's such a huge such a huge subject that's right and to be honest when it comes to sex um we often talk about banging versus bonding oh, so banging is more dopamine driven and talking about the thing uh lining it's gonna be quite challenging but bonding can be something more loving softy and more yeah. achievable mm -hmm. I think it takes a certain kind of man to understand that. 
Definitely, for sure. Exactly. We need some sensitivity here. Um, so I have a very burning, my most burning question. Why are some women affected so negatively by this? Because I hear a lot about this. Whereas some other women do not even notice much. Right, so I don't know if I'll be really unpopular for saying this, but how tough your menopause is, it has a lot to do with diet and lifestyle changes as well as stress. So when we're menstruating and cycling normally, our ovaries make the hormones, the sex hormones. So estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. So when we go through peri or menopause, the ovaries, they go into retirement and our adrenal glands, they take over. And they're responsible for making cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So the last thing we need at this time of life is more stress, which means more work for the adrenal glands. I mean, um, I mean, physiological stress on the body, on hormone balance, stress on detoxification is all linked. It's like um, someone leaving a job and giving their work to an existing employee on top of all the work that they have to do. That's what it's like for our adrenal glands. So, um, yeah. And you they sit on top of the kidneys and they make our stress hormones i see okay basic terms yeah wow yeah so yes it's just very interesting um lifestyle um your diet all the stuff that you're putting on you um, toxic load on the on the liver. Um, That's right. There's so many so many toxins in the food that we eat nowadays, right? That's what I researched. I found out when I went through my gluten free <laughs> process. So I was around, around. Yeah, I think yeah. That's right. We think that what we eat is all good because it's in the supermarket, right? But what if it's about what we eat there either? It's about what we put on ourselves and what we ingest and what our body absorbs. It's about much more than just eating. Ah, so that could also include creams, uh, perfumes, and things like most definitely yes. Nail varnish, makeup. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, um, we can talk about that more about that now. Um, environmental wow, no, no, but that would be a very interesting question uh, podcast as well. Anyway, so so what what is it the most worrying condition that can happen in menopause? In menopause, the most worrying one, uh, in your opinion, and what could women do to prevent that? So um, I always talk about osteoporosis, which is your bones becoming much more they become much more porous so osteo being and porous porosis and they become really really brittle which means that they can break very very easily um because the estrogen drops we lose bone density um we lose muscle mass which is another thing but bone density specifically i'm talking about so we can protect ourselves by taking regular exercise things like walking um especially weight bearing exercises so even things like yoga where you um you do poses like chaturanga and you know where you go into plank pose and you come up yeah. that your body weight so that's really excellent and one thing that I've done that I know will make a huge difference in my old age is and I tell my clients to do this is weights lifting weights um it's something that I really wanted to start doing because but because I had this frozen shoulder I felt that like well, well I couldn't um but when it got better I found a really good PT and I've honestly never looked back so 
People think our bones are just some hard material, but they are living, they're connective tissue and they're always breaking down and remodeling themselves. And we can encourage this process by lifting weights and preventing osteoporosis. So if we do have a fall or an accident when we're old, our bones just don't break because they're not brittle. That's the ideal scenario. And this is how so many elderly people just end up in hospital and they sometimes never come out because they have a fall, they can't get up, they go into hospital. Um, when we're like 40 or 50, we need to think about being 80. And we think that's years and years away, but it's going to come, um, hopefully. And I want to be really fit and strong at that age. So you're thinking forward. And the last thing to say is that women think that they will bulk up and start to look manly if they lift weights. But this is not going to happen because we're not physically built to do this. And anyway, we should weight train to be strong. And it's not just about how we look. And same goes for losing weight. If we want to lose weight, we should do it to be healthy, not just for how we look. And I could preach all this on this all day. I think I think we need to do another podcast. There's so much. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I love it. Doing weights, that's really, for me, something to consider. I love it. Thank you. It's also protective against um, dementia and Alzheimer's weight training. So it's another good reason to do it. It's the exercise that we should be doing in this time of life. I see. They're going to spinning classes and doing all those things you used to do. They're not going to work now. We need to, you need to change it and be doing this. The, the weights, I see. Weights and the walking and the yoga and things like that. Yeah. Because just doing spin classes and doing all those things, you're just putting more and more stress on the body and that, that can just cause you to put on weight around the middle specifically, which is exactly what you want to avoid. So, so I understand that spinning is cardio, right? Cardio, yeah, cardio is not what you, you know, cardio is great in your 30s when you're younger, but when you get older, you want to be focusing on strength. Oh, wow, that's so fascinating to, to hear. Definitely, I definitely don't want to look manly and bulky. Don't worry, you won't. Look at me, I don't. No, I, you I, look in that, I see. I'm putting 80 kilos on Wednesday. Yeah, wow, wow. <laughs> Wow. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so 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 how could women best navigate menopause when it comes? Um, I say don't wait, don't wait for it to come. Like I said before, the more stressed we are going into menopause, the worse time we'll have during our perimenopause and menopause, which is the rest of our lives. Um one thing's for sure is that no one is escaping menopause because I saw this really ridiculous advert the other day. It said um, for a supplement and it said how to stop menopause in its tracks. And I had to laugh because no one's stopping it. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you know that in fact that some countries, they don't even have a word for menopause. And it certainly doesn't have all those bad associations because women in those countries are more likely, you know, in tribes these days. They're not eating processed foods. They're not drinking alcohol. They're not using loads of products that have all of these endocrine disrupting hormones in them. So we were talking earlier about detoxification in products and all of that. They're not doing that. And they have a massive impact impact on our menopause. Massive. Wow. So I want to hear more about that. Tell me more about the product side of things. What well, do you mean? Well, our liver, right, is our main detoxification organ. And um, we don't need to go on a detox in January because our body is doing this 24 7 and um, we just need to support our body to do this naturally and the world has really changed since our grandparents day and there are these environmental toxins all around us as well as um 
the food has changed. You know, there's some statistic like you have to eat eight oranges to get the same nutrition from one orange that your grandparents used to. So, you know, farming and everything has changed and food is just not as you need more. Um, and all of these environmental toxins are everywhere. Um, and these toxins that affect our hormones, they're known as endocrine disrupting chemicals or endocrine disruptors. So the endocrine system is the hormone, the system that makes all the hormones. And they include things like solvents, pesticides, plastics, and particularly plastic softeners like B BPA, bisphenol A. Um, that's one of the better known ones. That's found in plastic containers and water bottles, and that can leach into our bodies and put massive stress on our liver. So um, the sort of things that all of these environmental toxins can do, they can stimulate fibroid, fibroid growth. They can contribute to perimenopausal symptoms being worse, and they can even bring on the menopause sooner. Um, there's mm. actually a group of toxins called obesogens, and these are toxins and chemicals that can cause insulin resistance and they cause weight gain too. And they include um, you know, pesticides that are sprayed on food, BPAs that I mentioned, something that I can never say called phthalates because it's spelt really weirdly. They're found in cosmetics and nail varnish and hairspray. I don't know if anyone wears hairspray anymore, but anyway, in cosmetics. And um, this is why I've cleaned up all my personal care products, including cleaning products in the home because they all put extra stress on our liver's detoxification progress it's it's, a, wow. it's, it's one of my favorites yeah it's so fascinating that topic definitely Tara so so how do you what do you use to clean the house um I use a brand called splosh.com and I think they're really good and they send you you get the plastic bottle but then they send refills and they're not yeah. they're not full of horrible stuff so is that like organic, an organic cleaning product? Well, it's just, it's not necessarily organic, but it's just not full of, you know, lots of chemicals. It's much, it's clean, basically. Things don't have to be organic, um, things to be clean. Yes, that makes sense. And I guess there are other sites to buy products, beauty products. And then that's chemical. why. Yeah, that's why I started working with. I work with a clean brand called Arvon that I haven't mentioned, but um, oh, yes, I know that. Yeah, that's when I really got into the whole of this subject. Um, oh, that's fascinating. Yes, yeah. So many, so many ladies nowadays are doing their nails, right? Those nails, um, Dull nails, yeah. nails, long ones. They look beautiful. When I look at them, my clients come with those nails. I am like, oh my god, I want to have those nails. But then I'm thinking, what's the point? Because they're gonna, they really get weaker and thinner, and it's not good at all. And also, it's full of, mm, it's full of more, it's just more toxic load. This is what toxic, yeah, more, more body to have to deal with. I think so. It's just waste of money, waste of time, waste of your own nails. <laughs> I think that will turn. I think people will start to um, wear nail varnish again which is not good either but it's not as bad all people have natural you know yeah i mean yeah i mean okay. the, when everyone was having you know all this stuff done i was quite happy because i don't dye my hair um i've got yeah. my brows my own nails you have your own natural highlights i love it <laughs> natural highlights yeah <laughs> uh, okay so lastly tara 
yeah. what is one single thing that you would advise women to do to have a better menopause when it comes or if they have it well the perimenopause right so um particularly eat just eat enough food eat food real and processed food particularly protein in your food so I know actually I just mentioned unprocessed food, but I am actually a huge fan of using protein powder as well to get to get more protein in. Um, I used to think, oh, that's all rubbish. People should just eat food and they should. Food first is my mantra. But especially if you're vegan, which is another subject entirely, you have to eat yes. lentils and chickpeas, say compared to a piece of chicken. So to get your protein in, because there's less proteins per, per protein per gram in these foods. So I think there's say 27 grams of protein in 100 grams of chicken versus about eight or nine grams of protein in 100 grams of cooked chick peas. Wow. Yeah, How about tofu? Sorry? Tofu? Tofu is good. It's a good one to have, yes. Very, very good. Because there are there are things in compounds in tofu called isoflavones, and they basically um, encourage the natural estrogen in your body then the estrogen mimicking in a good in a good way yes that's right that's where i get my protein from <laughs> as a vegan eater <laughs> so thank you so much that it's been amazing you have definitely an incredible knowledge i can't wait to keep talking more with you about all this and how can people find you be in touch with you if they want to work with you know more about what you do right so um my website is theglowregime.com and you can sign up on there for I have a, a freebie it's quite fun five ways to glow and um, you just go to the bottom of my home page and enter your details and as well as this there's loads of education in there and you also be added to my newsletter subscription where I talk about this kind of thing and you know lots of offers and the best way to work with me is you can book a discovery call with me um that's free and then we just kind of get to know each other a bit talk about how I can help you um and then we actually start to work together. So then I would talk about the packages that I have. You can have a look at them. And then, you know, that's the way it would work. I'm also yeah. on my... Sorry. Sounds good. Sounds good. I hope I don't need to contact you when I come, when it comes to my perimenopause. <laughs> but now that I have I mean, you... I mean, it's, it's, it's best not to wait. Like I say, it's, it's best to... Prepare. Prepare, yeah. That's definitely. right. That's true. Instagram as well. I have a... You know, I do a lot on Instagram and uh, LinkedIn. I have a Facebook page too. So um, can people contact you? Uh, can people get in touch uh, with your social media through your website? Yes, yes, they can. Yes, there are links on Perfect. there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tara. I will share this with all my lovely followers, listeners, clients. So, yeah, thank you so much for this amazing time, your precious time. Mm -hmm. My pleasure, it's been fun. My favourite subject. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us. And please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. Who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message? Share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life. See you on the next episode.